0: Hey there, so welcome to episode number two of the Brilliantio podcast. And I can hardly believe I'm doing this. I mean, really, I'm I'm sitting in my living room, looking out over the bay here in Penarth, thinking to myself, will I really be doing a podcast every single day for the rest of this year, at least? Maybe even for the rest of my life. And I think what's really put me on this path is following the One Funnel Away Challenge with Russell Brunson. Because the point is that really if you want to actually truly share what you've got and what you want to give, truly share your dreams, truly bring people along with you, you really do have to publish every day. You have to become a really good publisher. And as someone who had the great privilege of having my films shown around the world and audiences of millions, even tens of millions of people over 20-25 years, I had a free ticket. The networks, the TV networks would promote my stuff. And, you know, I was incredibly privileged to have that, to have that happening. And in a way, it was an illusion. Um, I wasn't really aware of how lucky I was until I decided to step down from that career, not to make so many films, to actually try a different path. And that, for me, that had a number of reasons. I mean, I was making investigative films around the world on stuff like terrorism and massacres and wars and all sorts of dark, grim stuff. So partly for me, it's been a choice to step away from, if you like, the dark side and to actually put my mind into into places which are more positive and freer and more liberating. Um, but also it's, it's to do with the change in the nature of what's happened with television over the years. Uh, net. it's very, very difficult now to get networks to invest in uh, stories that are really serious, stories that really, truly do touch international politics or, or matters of true international concern. And the thing about documentary film, which is what I did for many, many years, is that in a way, it's the best form to truly go deep and understand something. Because in order to make a great documentary film, you have to spend a long, a long time researching it, you have to spend time with the people involved in the story, you have to formulate your own decisions about, uh, uh, and your own position about about what you truly feel about something. Uh, you, have to, you have to then find the way, find the path to take that understanding, to take that viewpoint Into a creative experience, a documentary film that is going to retain engagement and hold people's interest and and basically work as a film to work in terms of drama. So it's 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 really a challenging art and craft and one that I was truly privileged to do over a long period of time, and I was very, very privileged to have the audience served up to me on a plate. But when you come out and you start doing your own thing and you're launching your own academy (coughs) as i'm doing and you're launching you know membership and you want people to join that and to participate and to sign up and obviously you want some people to buy the the various things inside that academy you know how do you start to develop an audience and how do you actually start to capture people's imagination how do you how do you get that out there, basically, in a way that, that inspires people, that, 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 where they understand that there's something different there, they understand the quality of what it is you're trying to do, and they understand that uh, this is something for them. And this is where this is where the daily publishing comes in this is why i've started the podcast this is why i'm now syndicating it all over the shop uh, this is why i'm I, I i'm writing on medium now this is why i'm i'm doing daily facebook lives inside the brilliantio group and and why i'm what you know why i'm basically putting myself out there to the maximum possible to share what i've got to share what's what's in my mind and to share the journey of how all of this is unf- unfolding. Because really, I'm at the stage where I'm trying to sh- I'm trying to create the legacy. I-, I-, I would like a legacy not only to be the guy who made all these all these, you know, hard hitting investigative films in Russia, the Middle East and-, and so forth, but actually as a guy who who then turned the-, the-, the understanding and the process of doing those films into something that can be genuinely helpful for all sorts of people and particularly people with messages worth telling. Um, Nothing makes me angrier, really, than seeing people who, if you like, have have, have understood the depths of storytelling, who have gone deep, deep into uh, the emotional dynamics of, of story and storytelling and who then turn that art and craft to the dark side, who help out negative forces in the world. And I would really like for what I'm creating with Brilliantio Academy to help to help the people who have positive messages and who are trying to help people trying to move things forward and trying to be progressive. All right. So (laughs) political rant over. So I thought I would kind of tell you a bit about uh, the way in which I'm trying to because my mind rattles with ideas. I have a thousand ideas flooding through my brain, particularly when I, you know, in the first hour after I wake up and when I go out to the pool every morning and, and do a swim. And I have all the, uh, these ideas racing around. And in a way, the worst thing you can do or the worst thing I find I do is to go into immediate capture, capture mode. In other words, to try to capture every single idea and start to develop every single idea, because in that way, I found madness lies. You just try to chase too many hairs across the field. It's it's absolutely hopeless. And so one of the things that occurred to me was that, in fact, the great benefit of swimming for me is that by swimming and and meditating and focusing on breathing and actually some ideas coming through at the same time, (coughs) excuse me, um, that in fact, in that process, every single morning, the best ideas start to come through. The, um, the the ones that really matter they somehow keep reappearing in my mind. Such the point that by the time I'm coming out of the pool and starting to walk away from the pool, I have one or two or three ideas that I think actually, yeah, these are these are really good. Yeah, these are these are actually starting to starting to really work. And then the other crazy thing is that as I was swimming this morning, I was thinking, in fact. I'm starting to get better at this. You know, I've been daily swimming now for a, for a few weeks and I'm beginning to feel the changes in, in the swimming. I'm beginning to feel the alignment of the muscles, the alignment of the body. I'm beginning to relax more with the breath and trust the breath more. Uh, and not be scared about, about running out of breath as I swim. I'm starting to feel the way in which the shoulders are working. I'm starting to, f- to feel the elongation of the body, which is helping the path through the water. And you, know, you may not be a swimming geek, and, and nor am I really, but this is stuff that I'm teaching myself. And it's stuff that I'm observing about, about, the, about what's going on. And so the first thing that I realized was, hang on a second, this is, this is actually a wonderful parallel for what's actually happening in in my business life, in what's going on with with Brilliantio Academy and the Facebook group and the publishing and, and all of this stuff and developing the funnels and developing the pages and developing the products, developing the offers. It's all as you immerse yourself in something and providing you do it daily you can start to I think you can start to actually really get a lot better at it and I'm beginning to feel that about myself and it's very very exciting when that when that happens and for a long time I it was difficult for me to get excited about stuff I I I guess I felt jaded and I, I felt I'd seen it all and I felt pretty cynical about about a lot of the stuff i see online maybe i'm right <laughs> to be a bit skeptical but i did feel very very skeptical about about a lot of stuff and actually getting to a position where you can open yourself up a bit and start to trust a bit more is is really uh, is really valuable and start to perhaps develop an awareness of what is truly valuable and what is not really delivering And I think one of the great signals of that is you can feel whether someone is actually truly sharing with you or whether they're just holding back. Are they teasing you? Just tease, 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 buy my stuff. Or are they actually coming from a position of uh, authenticity where they're truly sharing what it is they've got. Uh, They're truly trying, you know, trying to Get you to to a, to a better place in what you're doing, uh, where, they're, where they're actually sharing the tactics, they're sharing the strategies, they're actually saying what is working for them and what isn't working for them. That basically they're being totally straight with you, as a friend would be, and they were speaking with you as if the, as they would wish to be spoken to themselves. And that's a very important guiding principle for me, and it's an extremely important guiding principle for what I'm trying to do with with uh, with the academy, which is to build everything inside that in precisely the way that I personally would appreciate if I was coming in as a student of that academy. What are the things that I would truly need? What are the things I would appreciate? How would I be wish to be fed back to? How, how what would actually bring my storytelling and stories and messaging and marketing forward in, in a way that's truly helpful and doesn't waste my time, doesn't put me on false paths, is absolutely honest where where I, where there's there's lack of clarity where it's clear where there's an experiment going on or it's clear where something absolutely has worked. That is the place I would want to be in, and so that's a very important guiding principle for me on the design of everything going on. So just before I leave the uh, the swimming point, um, <laughs> I, I found also that it it really matters to uh, to have breakfast first uh, before you swim because the thing is that. If you eat after exercise, okay, and if you, um, you know, if you do a morning exercise, a morning walk, and then you have breakfast, for example, personally I find it slows me down. Something horrible. Uh, I find that, you know, I find that I just, I, I mean, I'm, I'm moving at half pace if my tummy's full, basically. And so, by having breakfast early and then swimming and then going going into the working day, I find it so much easier. I really do. Okay. So some of the thoughts on my mind this morning as I'm trying to develop all of this was, you know, uh, what to use with this daily publishing idea. Because I I come from a video and film background, um, but podcasting, I've realized may be something really great because there's a different type of intimacy with podcasting and there's a different kind of freedom when you're actually creating it. You don't have to actually appear in the camera. You don't have to remember to look in the camera and to 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 design things so that in fact you're not actually putting people off in front of a camera whereas with podcasting it really is to do with the flow of ideas and and how your mind is working and 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 the the things you're accessing and 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 stuff you're trying to communicate and a podcast i think has a very different nature to it and i did my very first one yesterday as you know and actually i loved it i really liked the feeling of being able to communicate in this way and to be with people in this way uh, in in a very simple and intimate way, um, I love the fact that in this podcast on anchor f m that it 's possible for people to actually leave a quick voice message so they can you know in fact i 'll play a couple later on from john and sue but but they you know the the idea that people can feed in a question they can feed in a point they can feed in a reaction uh, they can they can say something about what they are doing they can they can talk about their business they can talk about their story they can talk about the thing they 're writing the the, the film they 're making the challenges of that that 's mind blowingly wonderful um, from where i 'm sitting because it means that one opens up a dialogue there 's a true dialogue going on inside the, the, the podcast creation process which is separate and different from interviewing someone live or even in pre-record where if you like it's a kind of formal or semi-formal interview whether it's positioned as a chat or whether it's framed as a as a as a kind of you know masterclass interview or webinar whatever the hell the point is that an interview is different from actually having reactions and you know coming in and feeding those in and actually thinking about them and 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 coming up with some sort of sensible answer it's another level of of what one can do with a podcast, and so actually I'm deeply <laughs> appreciative to anchor f m for such a simple process. And I'll talk a little bit more about anchor anchor late, later on but one of I suppose one of the things about the daily publishing that I thought about and I thought, you know, is this a good idea and and this was a block for me for a long time is that I was scared of bombarding people you know if you go on a camera every day. If you do a live every day, you keep putting those lives up. A, you, you you start to feel that you're a bit of a clown. You you start to feel you're you know you're, you're kind of you're imposing on people that you know you're just crowding them out. They they they're, they're going to hear too much of you and they just won't like you, and and you know they you know the, the, somehow this is this is to do with an ego thing that you know you're going to become some sort of presenter or wannabe presenter if if, if one does this. So this was very off-putting, right? You know how not to bombard people, how to get past that feeling that I'm just basically getting on people's nerves, and they're just going to turn away and not like me, because it's not even about buying the stuff. It's actually about whether they whether they you know they they connect with me and whether they like me, whether they want to share some time, whether they want to learn with me, and that was a, a huge block for me actually, and I think that. Two things I realized really today, and maybe i 'm realizing these things very late in the day, one was that of course, people just simply have the choice not to watch, not to engage, not to not to you know, not to process the stuff there 's no reason at all why people should feel crowded because they can simply walk past they cannot they cannot actually be there they cannot listen to it, they cannot watch it. so why on earth have you got this fear that uh, somehow you 're imposing all you 're doing is just putting your message out there and and all you know it's simply sharing what you can and what's valuable and putting it out in different forms in text and in in video and in in audio and maybe in some other ways as well that people can absorb and see in different ways in the way that they like best and you know but the real breakthrough for me was to realize hang on a sec i can do the podcast every day and it's here in this podcast where you're going to really uh hear if you like the full unburdening of my soul <laughs> as I go through the brilliantio Academy uh, development and process, and and where I really will share everything on my mind as as I'm going through this process and 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 what I'm learning about story and storytelling and storycraft and the business side of developing the academy. So so it, it'll be here in the podcast. But I realise that on video. I can actually just do lives which tease the podcast, which summarize it, which makes some of the points. But if you really want to get deep, deep into this stuff, come along to the podcast and listen. And I also realized that the podcast is a medium where You know, one can be doing something else and have the podcast going in the background almost. And then when you when you when your ear picks up a point that you're particularly interested in, you can drop what it is you're doing for (coughs) excuse me for a moment. And then you can come to the podcast and then come back. And I realized I realized that actually that was a that was a way to, um, you know, to think about this again, to think about it from the point of view of, of the person actually you know sharing that space with you whether it's video or whether it's podcasting to think about the audience not only in terms of you know who is the audience and what is their interest and 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 you know what do they want to get here and you know what is one trying to do with that audience but to think also in terms of uh, uh how the individual audience experience is with the different forms of publishing that one is doing and uh, that again was a was was a very big uh, breakthrough for me and to start thinking about also about well, okay, where do I put specific tactics and strategies to do with story and storytelling story construction story architecture storytelling and I realized that in fact, the group and the membership site is probably the right place to really kind of lay out step by step stuff um, but but if you like the background stuff, the philosophy the stuff about how I'm coming to the understandings of things is much, much better suited in the podcast. So that's enough of me warbling on for a bit. Um, Let's now hear from a couple of people who have been sharing this journey so far and who had a couple of specific questions about what's going on here and how all this is being organized and why why I'm doing things in the way I am. Um, First up is Sue. And uh, let's hear what Sue uh, had to say yesterday.
1: Hi, Paul. It's Sue Moseley. I just want to say how much I'm enjoying Brilliantio. I'm getting so much from it, and I'm quite excited for what's coming. I've noticed that you're using Russell Brunson's One Funnel Away Challenge to do this, and being on the receiving end, I've got to say, it's quite an enjoyable process. And I would actually like to do this challenge myself. But I'm concerned about um, whether I need a big following in order to make it work. I notice you've uh, got over 25,000 students on Udemy and nearly 700 members in your Facebook group. Could you have done this challenge without having those contacts? Like if you didn't have any contacts at all? you think you still could have launched this successfully using the challenge?
0: Well, Sue, first of all, thank you very much for, for, that, uh, for those questions and for that comment. And, you know, I really, really appreciate it. I appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, you're feeding back on the posts in the group. And I, I also really appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, you took the time to to just record a quick voice message for this podcast And actually, on that note, uh, anyone else who's got a a question or a point or any kind of comment or, or a story to share, please do. Uh, uh, simply record recorded into this podcast because it's an amazing way for me to understand you know what's on your mind and to to help you to respond you know to tell you what's going on basically. Well, look, I'm I'm very happy that you know you're excited for what's coming and and that you're enjoying the experience of being on the receiving end of, uh, of if you like Russell Brunson's uh, one funnel away uh, uh, methods and techniques and so forth. I mean, I have to tell you that what I'm doing here with the podcast and in the group and and elsewhere, is is basically uh, coming obviously from the experience of a professional lifetime. I mean, it's coming from 25, 30 years of it, it, filmmaking and storytelling and 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 all of that. So all of that's coming into I suppose what I'm doing now, plus the experience of of, of making these courses on Udemy over three or four years, where frankly, it's a question of just basically doing it in front of a camera uh, and performing in front of a camera instructing in front of a camera to the point where that starts to feel more fluid and more easy and you know i won't kid you i mean it's still uh, it's still not totally fluid and fluent for me to come in front of a camera and teach i i i don't always get it right it doesn't always it doesn't always work perfectly but it, you know that experience over 3 or 4 years also is feeding into i suppose what's now going on but what's changed by doing the one funnel away challenge um, is that uh, it's a, there's a structured approach to the uh, to the marketing and launching, which honestly I haven't seen in quite as uh, clear and and organised a fashion anywhere else. I mean, I've taken various programs over the years, I've read a a whole stack of stuff, but it's quite rare to come across something which not only lays out a a roadmap really clearly, even if you've got some experience like me, um, but to, to be able to follow that roadmap really clearly, step by step, and to have significant amount of exercises every day with that i mean you know no kidding it takes one two three hours of work every day to follow along with that challenge and you know some people might think and i and i did as well well i thought well you know i mean honestly am i really going to do this am i really going to spend one or two or three hours a day what about all the other stuff i've got to (laughs) do What about all all my other commitments and then i realized that in fact there's the the old story about the Buddhist the Buddhist monk replying to the businessman and and yeah you know, the businessman says I don't have time to meditate for an hour a day and and the, and the monk's reply was well if you don't have time to meditate once a day you should be meditating two hours a, uh, sorry one hour a day you should be meditating two hours a day and that's that's kind of the, that's kind of the way I feel about the about the one funnel away challenge that in fact it's 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 um it's something where if you invest the time in actually doing what they tell you to do, I think the results are going to be absolutely amazing, um, both in terms of in terms of constructing the funnel, in terms of communication, in terms of storytelling, in terms of the strategy of actually setting up A uh, movement and message based business. And that sounds very, very kind of fancy. But really, if you look at the successful businesses, the successful entrepreneurs, there's almost always a very, very uh, big uh, part of that is the communication. And, and the way that they're thinking about how to communicate, what messages to communicate, how does that align to what they're trying to sell? Uh, how does, how, basically, how does a whole thing hang together in a coherent fashion, but one that actually is very fluid and natural and authentic, and where, you know, you're not having to craft, you know, uh, pixel, pixel perfect design and all this kind of stuff, or you just clear all of that stuff out of the way and actually get to the really important thing, which is helping people. And as Frank Kern says, how do you help people? By helping them. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I mean, it is it is a really uh, worthwhile thing. But, you know, to come to your point, could I have done this? Uh, could I have done this without having a Udemy audience and, 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 and uh, 700 people in the Facebook group? And and indeed, I have an email list as well. Um, well first of all i haven't actually messaged the list yet about about all this stuff I, I i want to actually think a little bit more about how exactly to to craft that because the people on that list knew me through story optic which was my previous brand and you know i want to be very careful that you know, basically they don't think well you know who on earth is this messaging me you know who is you know, what, what is this all about so i i want to design that quite carefully but the but the udemy audience and the facebook group yeah i mean it has been helpful in the sense that i was able to get probably i would say 50 or 60 people more out of the 190 who came across from elsewhere uh to come onto the the uh, special beta founder member level of, uh, of brilliantio academy which as you know is free entry and As you know, the reason why I designed that was to was to basically have people to have a caucus of members already inside the site uh, Already inside the membership when it launches to already have content and discussions and feedback and you know Some real activity going on prior to bringing in paying members So yeah, I mean I, I, I won't lie. I mean that has been incredibly helpful to to have that that said Would I do what I'm doing now if I didn't actually have that pre-existing audience? Answer, absolutely. Um, Would I be podcasting daily? Yes. Would I be doing Facebook Lives? Yes. Would I be syndicating that across to uh, a blog and then using a wonderful app called Missing Letter to to put that across Twitter and, and various Facebook pages and LinkedIn and even to Medium as well? Absolutely yes, because at the end of the day, this is about people connecting with you and understanding what it is you've got to share, you know, to resonate with you or not resonate with you, uh, to 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 come on the journey with you and to you know, all ships rise together, right? A rising tide lifts all boats, boats, and it's exactly like that. Um, so yes, I absolutely would be would be following the same methods as as, as you know Russell Brunson and Stephen Larson teaching in that challenge. To do what I'm no, to do what I'm now doing, um, I think it's an absolutely vital part of launching a membership site to uh, to do this content exchange with people over a period of time to truly understand what is helping people and what is not and and which which styles of stuff is helping people and which not um, and you know and to look at the reactions and everything else. So, absolutely, uh, I would be doing it. Um, so yeah. Um could I have launched successfully? Yes, I could have launched successfully. Maybe I would have, maybe I would have been a little bit slower in actually opening up the the waitlist for the for the academy. It, um, that's true. I think I probably would have worked the content strategy uh, a little bit longer. I would have done the publishing, if you like, a little bit longer, perhaps for a month prior to then starting to ask people to join a waitlist. That's true. If I was starting with zero audience but keep one thing in mind which is that you can actually you know partner up with people who uh who have audiences work with them to actually start to gain your audience your own audience faster and in a more leveraged way i mean i for example am running something called bestseller courses right now where i'm working one-on-one with uh, two people at the moment um, and you know those uh, I'm, I'm helping those people through the process of actually uh, putting up their first uh, uh, online courses on Udemy. And I will co-instruct and co-market those courses out to my 25,000 students and help them actually get an audience into their first online course. Um, you know, and we're doing that on a 50-50 uh, uh, split, right? Um, so, so there are ways to actually uh, to work with people, to actually grow your audience and, and develop uh, uh, faster than simply trying to do it all on your own and, and just launching out on your own onto Udemy. And actually, by the way, if you're interested in uh, in doing that, please simply message me, and and we can talk about it. And you know, I can I can learn what what it is you've got to teach, and and you know, we can we can talk about that deal. So that applies for anyone listening to this uh, this podcast. By the way, um, if you need to reach me, it's super simple. It's uh, Paul at brilliantio.com. <laughs> There you go. That's my email address. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's really what I think about uh, launching and building an audience and what have you. Um, so, the next question I had was actually from John in California. So, let's have a quick listen to his question and then I'll get into that.
1: Hi, Paul. It's John from sunny Southern California. just wanted to ask you about uh, what made you decide to use Anchor FM for Berlantio and um of course, uh, maybe talking to the broader idea of you know, how to not let tech get in the way of storytelling. Thanks so much, as always, and look forward to your answer.
0: Hi, John. Uh, first of all, lucky you out in Southern California. I spent, uh, I spent a number of very, very happy trips out to La Jolla there uh, making my, when I was making my last film. I had the great privilege to spend time with the oceanographer Walter Monk uh, at the Scripps Institute in La Jolla. Uh, So yeah, what a wonderful part of the world to live in. Lucky you. But look, um, why did I decide to use uh, uh, Anchor FM? Um, Let's deal with a specific question first. Well, in truth, uh, the, what they call in the Special Forces, uh, the flash-da-bang time on this one was extremely quick. Uh, I, sometimes I just, I just go purely on instinct. I, um, you know uh, uh, Russell Brunson mentioned it, uh, I downloaded the app, um, I had a quick look at it, I, I thought, yeah, actually, let's just try this out. I recorded yesterday's teaser, uh, published it up and realized oh my god this is so easy this is so quick this is just uh, i mean there's just no barriers to entry here at all and prior to that i you know with podcasting i had tried it a little bit um about one or two years ago, I, I thought I'd give it a go. Uh, so, you know, I set up the professional mic. I had the desktop computer. Um, you know, it was all perfect. I was looking into solutions for interviewing people without feedback and, you know, without, without kind of too much noise on the line and, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I absolutely got into um, a kind of tech jungle, tech overwhelm, and you know, researching which syndication service should I use, etc., etc., etc. And this basically was um, a potential path to madness. (laughs) You know, you you can just go crazy with this stuff, and I did not want to go crazy, so I gave it up and I went back to video and I went back to writing and so forth. with with this anchor fm thing it it has just been so as i say so fast and fluid to to do it and what's been going on today is i've been experimenting with uh, the editing side of it so you know can i trim audio files how do i move stuff around can i put little interludes in uh and and you know all of this kind of stuff and again they've made that super simple they really have simplified it um so Honestly, I can't see any reason not to use them. Uh, if I need to syndicate elsewhere or put put the put the audio uh, put them available elsewhere, I imagine it's a simple download and simply upload it to somewhere and and you know, Bob's your uncle. Um, the the beauty, as you know, of audio files is they're much smaller. They're much you know, it's much easier to work with on a on a on a device. Uh, uh, they're, they're, they're easier to transport. Um, so there's all sorts of uh, you know economies of of micro scale associated with uh, with audio and so i think i think it's a, it, it's a game changer honestly it really really is um so yeah i, I mean I, I will keep you updated on that as as i go along but i mean quite literally right now i'm recording on an iphone with a little rhoda lavelier mic on the iphone uh, i think the audio quality is pretty damn good um no, it's not professional studio quality sound. Um, I can do that if I wished because I have all the condenser microphones and the voice booth and all the rest of it because I do, as, as you as you know, I do audio book narration as well. Um, but, you know, I'm not gonna use all that stuff to do this. The whole point of a, it seems to me, of a great podcast is to have life and energy and to allow yourself to be free. You know, I have a whiteboard in front of me i just I just wrote out your question and sues. I wrote down a very quick sketch of what I wanted to talk about today, and that 's it and then off I go and The nice thing about the anchor f m thing <coughs> app is that you don't feel constrained by the tech around you. You don't feel constrained about, you know, is this is this audio perfect? Or did I, did I land on the right note here? Or did I introduce that correctly? Or where should I put the interlude? Or, you know, and so forth. It just takes all of that out of the way. And I think that's the single most uh, valuable thing about it, uh, actually. Uh do I believe them when they say they're the third most popular podcasting option on the market i've I've no idea honestly um what I do know is that this podcast was up on Spotify within six hours, and I believe it's going to be up on iTunes within five to seven days I mean I just find that I find that amazing and you know the first thing I did was put it through transcription, so I put it into otter a i which is a wonderful transcription service by the way. And I had a transcript, I I quickly tweaked that, I put it up onto my blog, and then I put that straight out to media. And something called Missing Letter is now syndicating that uh, across uh, various social media sites. So, you know, I mean, this in a way is, I don't want to get caught up with technical steps in terms of, uh, the teaching and learning, the two-way channel between me and people who want to learn with me and want to hear about my experience and who want to learn the art and craft of storytelling. I want to get all that stuff out of the way as much as possible. Um, that stuff just gets in the way of the message and the inspiration. <clears throat> and as I was saying earlier in, the podca- in this podcast, you know, for me it's about uh, calming the mind in a way Allowing the best two or three ideas to come forward from the <laughs> from the chaos that is my mind from the uh, thousand thoughts rushing around and to isolate out the two or three really good ones and then actually then uh, you know capture those and develop those really as fast as possible and to publish those as widely as possible um, without getting caught up in all the all the uh, byways and alleyways that one could go down yeah um, when it comes to storytelling, that's a great question. Uh, and and story construction and tech and where does tech play a role and where doesn't it? I think that if, for example, I'm scripting a film, I will use certain bits of tech. I mean, I love Aeon Timeline to do to do chronologies and timelines and, and parallel uh, storytelling and stuff like that. Um, and I will get into Aeon on, on, on another occasion. Uh, Scrivener is... Uh, for my money, the best uh, writing app on the market. I know some people like Ulysses, and and you know I've tried Ulysses, and I've tried various other various other options, but I keep coming back to Scrivener because it's so reliable. Uh, the stuff is safe; it's backed up. Uh, the they seem to keep developing the cork board and the outliner mode and everything else. So you know, yes, I am a bit of a <laughs> tech geek uh, for some of the tools of, uh, if you like, uh, constructing stories. Um, but I think it's again very, very important to try to minimize that tech getting in the way of the flow. Um, a great tip I found the other day, which is going into the the book i'm I'm writing between now and sunday uh, is to uh, is to get um, to get the words out of the way when you're writing and that might sound like a really strange idea, but bear with me a sec. You know, just try the next time you write a blog article or you write a chapter for a book, try writing it without actually looking at the words, without looking at the screen, without editing in any way. Just uh, look at the keyboard and write or dictate or whatever you're doing, but don't look at the words. Because from the moment you do that, you've made more space for your your mind, your conscious mind, and perhaps even your subconscious mind uh, to, to, to allow the flow to happen, to allow the processing to happen, and to allow the story to come through, to, 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 to connect with the, uh, the emotion inside you. A <clears throat> bit of a side note, this, but in audiobook narration, one of the most valuable lessons I learned was from Paul Allen Rubin, who, when he instructs actors uh, uh, doing audiobook narration, his advice is connect with the emotional subtext, not with the words. You know, if you start to try to interpret the words, your performance will fail. But if you if what you care about is the emotional subtext that the author intended when writing writing that book, when writing that paragraph, when writing that chapter, and you connect with that emotional intention, that emotional subtext, and then you perform the words, the result will be a hundred times better. And ne'er a truer word was spoken. Well, you know if that's the case, why shouldn't that be the case also for when we are actually creating stories and when we are when we are we're, we're crafting stories and and when we're delivering our stories in various ways it, it's absolutely to do with the emotional subtext, the emotional intention the emotional dynamics, and so whatever the tech is doing, I absolutely don't want it to get in the way of of that process. I think it's absolutely fundamental. Yeah. And and actually, one of the things with Brilliantio Academy and, and, and everything I will be doing is to show people, to help people and to learn myself, you know, better and better ways to enable that flow and process to happen. So look, I think it's almost time to wind up this uh, this very first full-length podcast for Brilliantio. And, you know, thanks a lot for your patience and forbearance uh, listening to this uh, because I'm, I'm completely aware that this is still very amateur stuff it's the very first time I'm doing this so uh, thank you for your you know thank you for being here and thank you for thank you for your patience and uh, you know your 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 tolerance of, 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 of how I'm performing here but I wanted to leave you with one thought that I put down into my audio audio diary uh, uh, this morning and in fact, parts of that audio diary might even feed their way into the podcast at some point because that really is the first time that i that I unload what's in my mind and in my brain into um you know into anything actually, and I simply record that direct into otter so I might actually put that in <coughs> into the podcast on occasion to uh you know just to to show that process happening um but it occurred to me that mm-hmm. the best way to to really learn about how to evolve and and gain mastery in a particular skill and and story construction and storytelling are absolutely skills Um, (coughs) is by studying the evolution of masters Um, looking at well okay what was that stuff like at the start what was the turning point how did it get better and what did mastery look and feel like Um, and I remember seeing uh, some work of the artist Kandinsky in Paris and looking at Kandinsky's early paintings, you know, stuff from 1910, I think it was, or 1912. And then, if I recall correctly, round about 1914 or 1915, there was a dramatic shift in what Kandinsky was doing. You know, in 1910, 1912, he was painting landscapes and, you know, i mean beautifully done but you know nothing nothing particularly amazing and then then suddenly this constructivist you know fantasy started hitting the canvas and and you know the, the transition was absolutely striking and i think that if one looks at the pathways of people who have attained mastery in different things in music, in writing, in 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 acting, uh, in, in business, in marketing, in sales, and you look at how they've the, the transition arc of those people over time, I think you can learn a tremendous amount about about you know what that transition looks and feels like and how to if you like not copy adapt but how to morph that into an awareness of your own journey so anyhow that was one 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 thought and actually one last last one which is that I'm going through a very tough time at the moment Uh, my my dad is very uh, unwell he's 89 and every day I'm having to call him at least twice a day and you know the 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 to be honest the, the the conversations are not particularly positive right i mean you know there's not a lot that he that he can say or he can communicate that is uh that is very positive it's it's and, and i know that when i have these 10 or 15 minute conversations with him that it, it, the chances are that my emotional state is going to be lowered for a while at least because I'm reflecting on what he's just said and on, on what's going on and the experience and on, on how to support him and so on and so forth. And And so what I wanted to say was that I think it's very, very important when we as storytellers and story crafters when we think about the way in which we're sequencing emotions inside the work that we're creating I think it's very, very important to also have an awareness of our own emotional state and the sequencing of our own emotional states when we are trying to do creative work. So that's why, for example, you know, I might do some creative work that I know requ- requires a positivity and a positive mindset prior to perhaps calling dad. Uh, and, you know, knowing that my emotional state will be lowered and then coming back later in the day to do another part of creative work. So in other words, to think about sequencing our own emotions to create good work and to have good energy at the time that we need it. To invest and draw on that energy at the appropriate time. Um, I think that has a very important effect on on tone and voice in what it is we're creating and what it is we're doing and and I think it also feeds into the way in which we can visualize uh that creative work ahead of actually producing it so for example, if you're writing a scene in a film in a in a film script to actually you know close your eyes and visualize the scene prior to starting writing you know if you're a novelist or writing or writing fiction, you can use the same technique if you're going to go on stage, you can absolutely use the same technique uh if you are you know it, any way in which you're using story and storytelling in business in craft in hobby in your passion in in your profession i think this is a this is a very very uh, valuable and important technique and it comes you know in the world of athletics and sports this is very well understood this 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 point about visualization but the thing is that visualization works on two levels i've discovered one is uh, uh if you like the flow of images or sounds in your in your mind in your head on how the scene is going to look or sound but there's a more important level which is the uh which is the feeling of the scene the feeling of the of the paragraph the feeling of the story the feeling of the writing which and, and if you can nail that if you can get that in with your visualization, then the then the overall result transforms because the emotional dynamics are already there as you're starting to put the flow into action. <laughs> so there you go. Well, look, thank you everyone for for, for joining me on the very first full length episode of um, of the Brilliantio podcast. I do hope you'll subscribe and stay and stay with me. I hope that this stuff is valuable. Please do use the uh, the voice message function uh, on. Uh, on uh, Anchor to leave messages and comments and feedback. I'd really like to hear that. Uh, I'm going to put up a short link, which is uh, teachmestory.com forward slash voice message. So teachmestory.com forward slash voice message and I'm going to feed that through to the link where you can actually leave the voice message to take part in this podcast and in time I'm also going to be inviting people to um, to join me uh, for for short interviews and to share the space but that's down the road okay look take care everyone have a wonderful day I hope your story and storytelling goes brilliantly and I hope this has uh, really helped you okay bye for now